Welcome to Visma Ski Classics podcast, Livigno to Levin. Visma Ski Classics is the long distance ski championships with 12 pro tour events and 35 pro teams, bringing professional and recreational skiers together. We will analyze the events on the tour, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Hello to all Visma Ski Classics Usha Tulevi podcast listeners. I hope you're having a great summer day. Today we're going to give the spotlight to our summer events, Visma Ski Classics Challengers, great roller ski races. Naturally, they attract a great number of our pro team athletes and other elite skiers, but they are also offering a wonderful platform for recreational skiers to enjoy skiing in the warmth of the summer or early fall. We have six events on this episode, and I will interview the organizers of the following races in no particular order. Vannemarullen, Klar Elfloppet, Lake Saimaa Roller Ski Marathon, Bosta Mölle, Ringfrei, and Allianz Loppet. Four of these races are in Sweden, one in Finland, and one in Austria. I'm your host, Teemu Virtanen, and I urge you to sit back and listen to what our summer challenger organizers say about their races, and you can pick one or more for your next event to go to. And now we move to Sweden and uh, this challenger race is a 40-kilometer roller ski race called Vannemarullen. And it is, of course, in classic technique, although it means pretty much a double polling for our pro team athletes. And I have uh, Patrick there on the line. Patrick, um, how are you doing right now? Patrick Peterson. Oh, I started uh, the morning with a jump in the ocean today, so I'm fine. Jumping in the ocean? Okay, so you live pretty close to the uh, the ocean, I or sea. Oh, I guess. no, I'm I'm on vacation down south Sweden. Ah, good for you. Uh, but Patrick, you are the organizer. You are the race director uh, for this particular race, Vanamarullen. Please tell me about this this race. I know that it has a really nice, beautiful landscape, supposedly flat terrain. But what is Vannemarullen about? Well, uh, Vannemarullen is, uh, we, we started five years ago uh, in a very little scale. And now we sized up and uh, I say it's a very nice course. The first kilometers are really flat, and, but then it's uh, going quite uphill anyway. But uh, so it's a nice course. And it's a 40 kilometers long, correct? Uh, it's it's 40k, but uh, the lap is 10k, so you do the lap four times. So it's uh, very good uh, for spectators or visitors to come to to join and watch the race. So if you have that, that many laps, how do you organize it with the the elite skiers, our pro team athletes, and then with the recreational skiers, so that there won't be any crashes? Uh, we, we use a uh, car goes 
So we move the recreational skis to the side, so the elite skis can pass them. Oh, that's interesting. That is an interesting... Yeah. And that works. Yes. So, okay. Um, and, and the most recreational who goes roller skis, they are quite good, actually. So, so uh, speaking of that, what is the uh, turnout? How many people are you anticipating? How many participants? Oh, we we hope for 300 maybe in the men's elite, 100 maybe ladies if we have a good day. Any big names that uh, have already registered yeah. that you can tell us about? First, first of them all was our local hero Johannes from uh, Team uh, Romulan. He he lives not uh, long from uh, Vanamo. And of course, uh, the whole Lager 157 comes to start. It's and, a good uh, race then. Yes, we have had all, uh, also have some uh, from Norway. Uh, Thomas Gista will uh, join us as well. Mm, uh, I believe he's uh, a good ski too. Down some good races and in Kladeslopet. Yes, he's a he's a good yeah great skier. He's a yeah. familiar familiar face and name uh, in our uh, circuit. The, this uh, location of Animal, uh, it's in the middle of uh, southern Sweden, uh, Smallland. But yes. tell us about the, the the place itself, the location for those people, our listeners out there, who are not that familiar with the geography of Sweden. Oh, the most people know where Jönköping is. And if, if you drive an hour south on the Efiran, you will come to Värnamo. And it's a typical small land, small land location. Uh, many red houses with white uh, corners. So, and yeah, and lots, lots of forest and even meadows and, uh, in the surroundings. So, yeah, it's... It, and in the winter time, we also have uh, snow, so the most winters we can go skiing for a month or two uh, anyway. So you mentioned those uh, uh, idyllic Swedish red houses. Uh, yes. Will the course actually go by any of them that the skiers yes, you, can you, see? You, you, you can see them and you can, the course will, you can always also see some cows and uh, sheep maybe and maybe a horse too so it's really idyllic and the road uh i'm looking at a picture here it's this it looks to me like as a really a small maybe even a bike path uh i know the surface supposedly really good the pay, uh, pavement on the road but uh tell me about a little bit about the, the road is it on bike paths actual roads uh, and what about traffic and so forth? Um, it uh, the, the starting and the finish area is in a in industry område. What do you call it? Uh, so uh, area. Mm -hmm. Area. So there, there is the road very very broad, uh, may, maybe ten meters, but the most of the track goes on uh, ordinary car roads. So four and five meters wide. And uh, it goes, as you say, very, very good payment. And uh, yeah. So. And you have closed the traffic, you have closed those uh, roads. 
for traffic? Uh, no, no, not not close. But uh, if there will be any causeway, join the direction of the skiers, so there won't be a problem. And uh, there are very little uh, traffic on this road, so that won't be a problem. And the date for your race is uh, September fourth. Yes. Uh, and uh, will the uh, will there be like separate starts for women or men? Or are they starting together? The day starts at eleven o'clock with uh, the youngsters. Uh, the youngsters will do one lap, ten uh, k. But uh, the youngsters don't like double polling, so we let them to use the free technique. So. And after that, at 12 at noon, uh, the ladies will start their race. So, and there will, there will be separate races from the kids, the ladies, and the men. So it's a full day of uh, action. Yes, exactly. And also, I know that after the race, you have a some kind of a feast, you know, party or festival or something yes. uh, taking place at the clubhouse. Please tell yes. me about it. Yes, you, you, you can, the race is very good, but the afterwards is, uh, you raise their blood sugar and all will be happy, even if we didn't do the best of races. So it's very important to keep uh, the, the active, active happy. Uh, speaking of that, what are you guys offering there? I mean, you mentioned uh, blood sugar, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, it sounds to me that good food, correct? Yes. We uh, this year will there will be lasagna afterwards. Good and some music maybe there or just yes, friendly. Yes, we, we uh, have uh, where will where will be uh, music? Yes, and we have also signed uh, cake to be speaker for us. Okay, sounds like a really a good party there. <clears throat> also, you you guys are now part of uh, Abisma Ski Ski Classics as a challenger. Yeah. Uh, what has I mean? You just mentioned that yeah, this is your fifth edition. What has something like this, being part of this big family, brought to you guys? How much has it helped you guys to bring awareness? Um, it it made it it made us uh, look stronger in the sponsors. So we have signed some big sponsors, uh, and I believe uh, uh, Visma helped us to be a bigger brand. So we certainly say that it's been a good boost yes. for your events. Yes, yes. And uh, in our area, if you take Wernamo and you draw a circle within an uh, hour, in, a, in an hour and a half, you have half a wasal of its uh, participants live there. So it's a very big, very strong skiing area. And you guys are also a seeding race for Barcelona, yes, correct? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Roller skiing, I mean, it seems to me that at least in your country, it is really growing. I mean, in Norway, there are certain events that are really big. In my country, we used to have, in Finland, we used to have good roller ski races in the 80s and so forth. We're kind of getting back, uh, back uh, in the game again. And uh, we'll have like Saima, which is also part of this uh, podcast today but why is roller skiing now picking up why, what do you think it's a success behind the roller skiing right now 
I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I moved to Anamo like 10 years ago. And in the, in the autumn, there will be only one skier who goes roller skiing, and, and that was me. And now when I look around, there's roller skiers everywhere. So may, maybe Allianz Loppet uh, played a big part of this to, uh, to, um, to spread the ro roller skis event. So in, as, as you say, in, uh, I've done some competing in Norway, but and, uh, not, not in Finland, though. Uh, and in, in Norway, where only elite skiers come to start, but in Sweden, we, someone like me can also participate and be quite good. So, I, I, I don't know. I was actually going to ask you about that because uh, the good thing about this is that the amateur skiers, you know, hobbies, the recreational skiers, whatever we call them, are also finding roller skiing. I think maybe the problem might have been a little bit of a kind of the, you know, the um, the traffic issues and a bit of a, uh, you know, the people felt that it's a bit dangerous maybe because as we know, yeah. there are no brakes uh, on roller skis. Uh, but do you see that people are, regular folks are finally finding in a roller skiing and, and, and realizing that it is a good way of keeping fit. And these events are really nice sort of yeah. counterpart to the uh, winter events. Yes, I believe so. And uh, in, in, uh, for a few years ago, all, all races were on uh, race wheels and weight did go much faster. And uh, now it's the race is in four or three or uh, wheels. So maybe it uh, put down the speed a little, so more people uh, dare to compete. Speaking of which, uh, what wheels do you guys have or recommend people to have? Uh, four. We, 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 we will have it on four. Okay. Uh, are you, for the elite skiers, are you handing out skis or do they need to bring their own? Yes, uh, we, we will go on uh, ski goes, roller skis for all the elite skiers, as we hand out, yes. Ski go number two? Yes. Good, that is actually exactly the same wheels and same roller skis that I used last month when I skied from uh, across the Finland. You know, across Finland, the whole country, you know, from Hanko to uh, Norgam. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that was a thousand miles of skiing, 1600 yeah. kilometers. Uh, good skis, good skis. Yeah. Um, I have a pair of my own, so they are good. Good. Then finally, before I let you go, Patrick, a little bit about uh, yourself. Now you talked about Van Amerulen, uh, your event. Uh, but who are you, really, for people oh. out there? How would you describe yourself and what do you do? Besides this, besides this, I'm uh, working with cows in a barn in uh, outside uh, Värnamo, and I I enjoy skiing, and uh, I'm Vasa Loppet in particular. I have done every race since 1904, so uh, Vasa Loppet is pretty much what I uh, hang up my life around. So it's a uh, before and there is an after was a little bit. So oh, everything is about that. So what's so great? What's so great about Vasa Lopet for you? Mm, I, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, 
it, it's my atmosphere. Uh, it's it's not the most fun race to uh, participate in. It's a crowd and and there's people everywhere and but somehow it's uh, it's it's something some that all people can relate to. So yes, it's a. It, it's it's a fun race. What is your best result? That's probably something that people are interested in knowing. Okay, uh, for two years ago when I was 45 years, I did my personal best in 242nd place. That's that's a good one. Yes. Good result. Yeah. And your t best time? Uh, it was uh, in the last one though, 431. So, uh, I believe if 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 I could have started with uh, elite gears, maybe I would have come under 430. But no, I didn't. So, but it's good anyway. I mean, it's really really good. So uh, basically, you are a farmer who loves Barcelona and cross country skiing, and then you put together this Vanamorul and and and. Uh... This is your fifth edition. Yes. Uh, what about the future? What are you hoping to achieve in terms of your event? Oh, I have so many, 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 many plans and visions. So half would be enough. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 I want it to grow, of course. And, uh, and but the, the most important thing to me is that. Uh, the people who come and participate will uh, come again and again. So uh, you have to develop uh, the race a little bit every year and um, make people happy. So by, yeah, I like this sport and uh, I want everyone else to do it. So to, uh, also like it. So that's that's my goal. And also, I think a good thing about roller skiing is that it's in the summer or in, in, in early part of a, the yeah. fall. As, as your, if, it's if, not if, that cold. <laughs> no, but if 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 where I live in south of Sweden, I I could never have this uh, participant with uh, Lager and uh, Johannes in a winter race because we are down in Italy or up up in Jämtland or some we never home in the winter so. If I want to see all local heroes, uh, it must be in the summer. So that's why. That is a good point. Really a good point, uh, Patrick. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'll let you go. I know you're on vacation, enjoying your time out there, uh, hopping into the ocean. And uh, good luck with your uh, event, your race this year and also in the future. And I hope that a lot of international skiers will come as well. Hopefully from my country, it's not that far from Finland to come over. Of course, right now, the restrictions and the pandemic is still uh, <clears throat> a bit of a, a, a trouble or hurdle there. But as I said, good luck and uh, take care. Thank you. Our next event, next Challenger roller ski race is Bostamulle. This is a race that already took place last month. But hey, there's always a chance for you guys to go there next year. Uh, I have Lennart here, Lennart Klinberry from the race. Great to have you on our show. 
How did the race go, by the way? It was amazing. Uh, we started from zero and we had this COVID-19 fight also and we got the race up running and the scores uh, from the athletics, there were, uh, we had 10 as the highest and we had approximately nine points on the race and the, the environment where we went. So we were very happy for succeeded with, um, with the 100 races. And this, and this was your first time, correct? And yes, it's for for us uh, from zero, uh, getting this up. Uh, there are few people, few um, competitors getting a race up like this, and um, it's difficult because we need the um, government approval to run it also. And uh, we succeeded with everything. It's um, in, it's an incredible thing to do this, actually. Indeed, I believe it is. Uh, your race took place uh, on uh, 5th of June uh, this year. And if I look at the results, so Stian Hölgard, uh, he was the winner. Uh, yeah. in, and in the men's race, you had the 57-kilometer course. We'll talk about the courses a little bit because I know that you have a plan for a longer stretch as well. Then Alfred Busquist, he was second. Uh, Igor Stern, Team Corrida, of course, Stian Hölgard. Uh, Gabriel Thorn, Team Corrida as well. Third, Hermann Paus. Team Ramutten, Marcus Jönsson, uh, Tranemu EF Ski Club, and then sixth, Simon Magnusson or uh, Stigen. And also, uh, after those two, Klaus Nilsson, Max Novak, you know, familiar names. And then when I look at the women's race, the, uh, the familiar names of faces continue here, as we had Lina Kuskren and Ida Dahl back-to-back -back, uh, from Team Ramutten, and then Hedda Pongman, Team Echo, Hus, Echo, 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 Hus, Swedish names. Uh, uh, Hanna Lodin, Team Carrera, and Ida Palmberg, Team Ramudden. Good turnout. Lots of good uh, Visma Ski Classics names out there. Yes, absolutely. And um, you know, the start went from in Bosta also. There was a climb hill on 200 meters for three kilometers. And um, it was amazing to go away on that start. Uh, and that also helped us a lot with the traffic security because there were no, only Stian and, and um, Buskas, they were helping each other. So they draw out the whole field a lot. And, and um, the, we also went the competition on wheel free. That's interesting. That is a, a bit of a slow wheel, correct? Because a lot of events I know, I've been talking about this, use either wheel two in Finland, they use even the fastest possible one. Uh, why wheel number three? We wanted to change the game plan completely. And um, because if you go on two, you go faster. You If you go on higher wheels you could challenge and make more competitive uh, tracks actually you could have uh, more downhills uh, and I from the beginning I thought I should go on wheel four actually and that's pretty heavy and uh, you could see on the winner time there was seven minutes uh, that uh, Stian won with and that's a lot of time and uh, the climb hill also was 567 meters so 
first what is 200 and then a slope down and then the next one and then a slope down and the next one. It was four climb hills that um, gave this um, winner time with seven minutes and lot of skiers when they went on free. They also had cramp and, and other things so uh, but they enjoyed it. They, they, uh, it seems that they need more of these kinds of race actually because uh, what I also understand is that Norway has some race on three and four actually. And uh, this was the first race in Sweden except for Swedish Championship that went on on wheel three because um, it's also a long distance race to go 57 kilometers on threes. That's a lot actually. And uh, as you just said, I and mean, it, it uh, sounds to me that you guys really have a tough course there if there are so many climbs. Yes, uh, and the part where the, in Sweden where the race went it was um, Hallandsåsen and Lager 157 and Team Kurira and some other teams had spent sometimes training because you don't need to go to Mallorca or other Italy to train Climb Hill because Hallandsåsen is really really good to do this. It's a lot of places where you could do Climb Hill training actually. And um, I think Lager 157 and, and, and uh, Ramod and they go like 100 kilometers, like they climb nearly, I think, 1500 or 2000 meters. So you could imagine and you could do it on the same place. So it's a really good part to do the training on. And then come to the situation where I could set up a race where they train. That's actually a perfect match. So for those of us who are not residing in Sweden, so where is Hall Holland or where is it located? It's the south of Sweden. Uh, we have um, a group, you could actually see them from Hallandsåsen. And um, it's uh, nearly, it's like nearly the, the um, it's the south of Sweden, we could say, actually. It's, and Bostamulle, uh, these two places, I know that you have a three year a plan or strategy to grow and even extend the race to 100k. Yes, um, we we started up and wanted to go 100k, but you know, company they make changes and they sort it out and have first one goal hitting at, and that was to start the race. The second goal is to try to come to Mölle and the third row is to build it a little bit longer, but because this takes time also to build up the race and the organization. So I'm very, very pleased that I could test the organization and we made it completely with only small things didn't work, but, but so we have more improvements to do and that I'm glad for actually. And for the future, I assume you guys will also be open to regular um, or recreational skiers as well. Uh, and if that's that's the case, uh, is your maybe your course a little bit too tough? And at least the wheel uh, number threes are probably too tough for recreational skiers. Uh, recreational skiers will go on too. And uh, the plan, as it looked now, is that we will have as I think it's sixty kilometers to Bosta. We are doing several meetings to getting there. We have to have the um, local uh, political people with us. We have to close down one road. So we need to have the tra traffic government with us. We also need to have um, 
Well, not of other things yet. That's what it's worked because, uh, and actually now it looks good. So we um, having a meeting follow up next month on Monday now with with uh, parts of those that are uh, needs to help us to get come through here, and um, it. I think we come through this difficult part, and hopefully we could set up this 60 kilometers race. And for the recusion, we call it so in English, um, they, they will run 42 and then will it probably be a junior race for 20 kilometers. And um, the uh, recusion people, they will have also the last climb up to Mölle, it's 12 degrees, um, uh, climb 100 meters, but it's not uh, 500 climb meters for the recusion, okay? That sounds like a, <laughs> a, a tough course, but uh, really interesting plans that you you have out there. Uh, speaking of which, the the, the your three year uh, strategy goal plan. What, where would you like to see you guys at this event in twenty twenty five or so, twenty twenty four? We want to be um, one of the biggest races, um, and we also want to be helping others to build up uh, these kinds of races because in Norway I think they have more of these roller skis event and we just have uh, Alliansloppet, Klarhetsloppet and, and uh, Värnamorull and some other small races. We need to build up much bigger races so we can improve uh, the skiers uh, to the winter seasons because uh, if we have more of these kinds of races our Sweden as a total will develop a lot in the um, when the snow comes actually so it's the preparation that we need to do better in Sweden to have more kind of these tough races and long races as a kind of a continuation or if you continue that uh, train of thought that you just brought up why is it important for Sweden or generally speaking also in Finland and other countries why is it important to have roller ski events if, in addition we, to winter ski if we look at them in this way um, the teams lager 157 and ramud and they are the best teams now and i know norway will try to do everything to get that back uh, they will improve their races they will improve their training they will do a lot of things to take that title back and to do that, uh, the goal to have the best teams, you also need to have the best training. And if the training is best and the, and, and, um, the team is best, you need to have good races also to compete. Because I was a long distance runner and in Sweden there was not enough, enough of good races. I had to go to Italy, Poland and other countries to race because I needed race the whole year to, to um, get my form right. Um, so so it, it sticks together and I, it's very important that we could support the team with good races and we could support the skiers with good races also. So that's very much kind of the race aspect of it and the elite skier uh, perspective. What about uh, the recreational skiers? Do you see that roller ski races, roller ski events uh, are 
or could be a kind of a, wouldn't we say replacement for winter skiing, but a good addition. Yes, uh, that's also, um, because we, if we look on it now, uh, Clarets Roppet have been doing the race for 10 years, Allianz but have been doing it for 10 years. And they also, because the world is changing, so everybody wants to try something new. And now we have a new race called Borsta Mölle, and we're doing it a little bit different. And that will probably attract also the vocational skiers, actually, also because they also need to go on some new tracks and, and um, also need to have a good training and good background also. So it's important that we develop our races also a lot. Help all kinds of skiers. So since you are now on a good development path, what are you planning to do to get more international participants from Norway, Finland, of course, but Central European countries as well? Yeah, f first of all, um, this race went the 5th of June and, and um, Team Ramadan needed to start their season and this was a good opportunity to put a, a camp on Hallandsåsen and then actually go a, a ski race. And the day before the race I met uh, Team Kurira was out there with Stian and Klaas and they were training. They went 60 kilometers training before the race and then they did race because they need to start the, the, the season training. And if you match it with the race, it's, you also get a good combination between training and race. So, um, and actually Harlands also is a really good place to do this uh, training. And then if you have a race, you so. Will you then keep the same time period for the for the upcoming races do you think june is a good time or is it a little bit too early for roller ski races it yes i'm looking on that also because i need to be sensitive to, to feel where we are going and um, probably we i'm not saying that we should keep this i'm saying i want to improve a lot and if it's necessary i will change it also and um, hopefully then it would be more good out of the race also. And you guys are also a seeding race uh, for Vasa Lopet, and you are now part of Avisma Ski Classics. You're a challenger event. You're part of the big family. Uh, definitely a good boost for you guys. What do you think that being part of this can bring to the this table could, for you guys? It could bring a lot, actually, because... Um, uh, the contact fields opens a lot against the team if we have a challenge. And in the south of Sweden, you have to go like 25, uh, 250 kilometers to get to, to Allianzlop. But there are no races down here to develop skiers. And um, that's also an important stuff when you see it. But the match with Challenger and Visma Ski Classic is a perfect match to build and also having Vasa Lopet because we looked on that statistical also and 27% of every Vasa skis comes from the south of Sweden and that's a lot. That is a lot. You guys uh, uh, down there, you love skiing even if you don't have that much snow. 
<laughs> we don't have any snow down here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, roller skiing though. Yeah, and uh, you could imagine if we have a challenger, we have Vasa Lopet, it will develop young skiers. And uh, I approved also was a 17 year old guy went in, he was with the top athletes for 25 kilometers on the race. He was boosted a lot being there doing this. And uh, that's what I want to give to the south of Sweden, that we have a race and we could together improve the skiers in the south of Sweden. But we don't have any snow so that, that we have, have to live with, but I don't think that's necessary. And um, they are actually starting to, for the first time we have on Harlands also, we have a small club um, Jan Arp, they had five, five or eight weeks they had snow with, and they're building up snow cannons and then it was Wallåsen uh, um, um, in the south of Sweden and also started with doing this. Um, so we have started that also but that's in a small scale but with the race here it will help each other to build it also. Certainly, I mean it uh, really uh sounds to me that uh, you are a torchbearer, so to speak, uh, for the development of, of your region uh, in terms of cross-country skiing and roller skiing and so forth. But what is your background? You mentioned running, but who are you? Who is Leonard Klingstad, really? Uh, if who's, who am I am? Uh, yeah, let me start like this. Um, I'm um, 67 years old. I've done my sport and I'm a Swedish champion in cross country on 12,000 meter. I did run with these guys called uh, Kjell-Erik Stål, Lars-Erik Nilsson and there was a lot. We, we actually was 20-25 people. We were going cross Europe running on every places like Visma Ski Classic. I have a best time on 29.35 on 10 kilometers on a, on a road loop called Springtime in Helsingborg and um, I'm also I didn't be so after my career I went doing a professional career so I worked with a lot of big companies uh, handling their IT system so that helped me a lot when I doing this project the work project on and Cycle Europe and Orkla and Puma and those companies I was that background helps me a lot when I'm doing this project. I also after my career started something called Sweden Cross to to um, to um, that was leading a lot there was Göteborg's Varvet it was uh, Stockholm Marathon these races was in that Sweden Cross and we had 100,000 in prize money, that's 30 years ago, so that's approximately 300,000 in prize money if you calculate it to inflation. And um, we had two finals. Um, it's, it was the same actually at Visma Ski Classic, but on, on, on cross-country running. And, um, but then um, I had to stop that because uh, my career working with with the IT system around the world, I had to do that instead. So I now I'm back on the stage doing something nearly similar to what I did with I'm enjoying it a lot actually. Speaking of all this, you know, and based on your kind of background and what you've 
been doing and what you've done in, in the past and what you're doing right now, what is your sort of ultimate goal or wish or dream in terms of pretty much, well, anything? What do you want to achieve? Uh, personally, I, I have achieved a big goal this year. Uh, that's, um, I went double pulling on Vasalope 25 degrees on no, um, just double pulling on my arms and I made that. That was a goal. I trained one year on wheel four to do that. Uh, but when they come to the race, um, the team that I, we ha are around this race, it, it's amazing to see because my leadership is to share the leadership. Um, I started with a, the, like a pre-study and then the, um, the guys took over together. It was like a perfect storm. Um, everything was uh, taking place and everybody did what they did um, that that is for me uh, the absolute um, most important thing with this is to have the team work together and we could do it together because I can't do it by myself actually well that is a fact that uh, we always need people around us and mm -hmm. definitely you guys are uh, what I'm just listening to on, on the right path you know I really hope that you guys will reach those goals and your uh your events will will grow and why not i mean it's as you said perfect place good uh, course uh, attracting a lot of skiers uh, to visit thank you very much uh, leonard uh once again i hope that you guys will do well next year and hopefully by then you don't have these restrictions and covid 19 limitations and you'll be open to do anything you want uh, with that background we had, I think we could hit everything that we set up actually, because we changed the course three times when Covniton was there. And probably we will have one change in this also. We don't know yet because we are going on the roads and there could be work doing on the roads, but uh, we are ready. Thank you very much, uh, Leonard, and you have a good day. You too. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. And now we go to another place in Sweden, uh, to be more precise, from Hagfors still, Karlstad. Karlstad is supposedly the sunniest city in Sweden. And we are now talking about Klar Elvsloppet, 90-kilometer roller ski race, which is the longest one uh, in Sweden. And I have Glenn Olsen uh, on the line. Uh, good to have you here, Glenn. How is uh, Sweden, or wherever you are at the moment? Yes, it's great. It's a nice summer and, and warm and sunny weather, so I can't complain. Are you guys already in preparation for uh, Klar, Klar Elvsloppet, which is in September? Yeah, we have started up and, and uh, opened the invitations and everything. So we are planning for uh, the event in September. So as the pandemic, uh, we have been a little bit careful in the beginning now to see how it develops. And, and of course, we are full of hopes that we will have a, a normal event in, in the end of September. And that exact date is uh, Sunday 19th of September. Uh, you have a 90 kilometer course. And I, I have to be honest, I was really 
flubbergasted when when I I didn't do the race, but I did the 90k day before two years ago when you guys had the had the race. Of course, the pandemic uh, killed pretty much the chances to have have the race uh, ever since. Uh, it's it was amazing to see a course like that because it's 90k long uh, roller ski slash bike path in the forest. Yeah. I mean, how is it's that possible? A, yeah, it, it's an old uh, railway track which has been uh, transformed to a, a bicycle and roller ski track. So it's it's really beautiful. It's in in the middle of the nature. You're passing old bridges over rivers, and and you're close to the river all the way from from Hogfors down to Karlstad. So it's a it's a beautiful track and uh, also a very easy track to go if you're a beginner in roller skiing. Uh, it, it's flat and it's. It, quite straightforward so it's um yeah it's a good track really good track and as i mentioned uh, it starts from Hogforce and go uh, goes all the way to Karlstad can you say something about these uh, two places particularly Karlstad which is known for at least the coffee you know left but it's coffee correct yeah no it's is uh, the finish line is in Karlstad we we started up uh, where the track begins up in Hogforce and and uh, so Karlstad is a, it's a quite a big city in in um, in Sweden, and it's close to both Oslo, Gothenburg, and Stockholm. So it's three-hour drive from from those big cities. So it's a it's a really good place to to yeah to place the event, and and um, and it's a beautiful city. Of course, it's close to the big lake in Sweden, Vänern, and you have also the the Klarälven, who is is um, going through the city, and and uh, it creates a really nice summer city, and it's a lot of restaurants and and. Uh, it's a nice place to be in the summer. And you also have, besides the 90-kilometer course or race, you have 60K and 21K. Yeah. Can and you tell a, us about those a little bit? And how, how are you guys organizing the whole day? Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, not everyone wants to go to the 90K. For us, it's, it's, but the most people, of course, go to the 90K. But some of them wants to try the 60K maybe the first time or the 21K. Many, many younger people does the 21K because we have a regulation that when you're up to a certain age, you cannot go the full distance. So you can start a 21K instead. So we organize it as um, we have starting groups beside the track. And, and then we just send the 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 start starters out on the track when there is no other other athletes coming on the track so we will let the we let the lead pass and then we start to to let the starters at 60 and 21k go out on the track and the, the time starts uh, ticking when when they pass the the starting line so you 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 get the precise time whenever you start so it's it's really Really, for a, really easy for us to handle it, and it has been going smooth every year since we started up. So it's 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 a nice way to do it. And all these distances have their finish in Karlstad. Yeah, it's the same finish line. So you just start a little bit down the down the track. So you start in Munkfors for sixty k, and you start in Forsaga for twenty one k. So it's um, yeah, you start further down the the track, and, and you finish at the same place in Karlstad. You mentioned the elite skiers and, of course, our pro team athletes. Uh, they will definitely come like they did last time I was there. Uh, really good race there. What are you expecting in terms of that? It's been a bit of a break due to the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been... Um, I'm really longing to, to see all these people compete again. And, and for us, it's... Um, we had a good, really good uh, startup with, with the Visma Ski Classic Challengers in, in 2019. And... and uh, 
So now we want to follow up and, and do the best we can again. And, and of course, we hope that we can have even more athletes coming. And uh, since we, many of the athletes also think that this is uh, maybe one of the best races for them. It's, it's, a, it's an honest race. It's a fair race. And it's, it's 90K. So it, it's, it's a good challenge for them as well. So, um, yeah, let's hope for a good battle and, and uh, that we have the, all the teams here and we can have uh, see who is been preparing the best after the summer and everything and see where, where, the, where the athletes are in their preparations for the winter. That's always interesting to see. And are you going to use the Skigo uh, wheel, wheel two, the number two that you did last time? Yeah, we don't have any plans for changing anything. So it's going to be the same setup around it and, and uh, same, yeah. You, we, don't, we want to have a fair race so the elite skiers will go on, on the same skis. So would you call your race, or could, could that be a uh, sort of a good definition that you are uh, Vasa Lopet on roller skis or Summer's Vasa Lopet, so to speak? Yeah, actually, I think it was, uh, I don't, can't remember who it was, but one of the athletes said it. Uh, I think it was maybe 19 or 18. Um, they saw this is the, the summer version of Vasa Lopet. And, and, and we, we, of course, we, that was a good, good line that we have try to use of course and and uh so that's uh i think it was jens Eriksson who said it and and um so i, I think that's that's a good explanation of what the event is it's uh it's a really good um event for for preparing for Vasalop, but then you get the same maybe the same feeling i've, I've done it myself and then it's um not not as a competition but um on roller skis and it's a really nice feeling uh, just to pass all these fields and through the forest and you start from one position and, and end on another position. So it's an A to B event. And it's, yeah, it's really similar to the feeling that you get when you do the Vosselopet. So I think it's, um, it's a good explanation to, to call it the summer version of Vosselopet. And of course, uh, the elite skiing or, uh, is a bit different, you know, the racing side of things, of course, compared to the um, kind of the recreational skiers and and what they're looking for in a race but what do you think that can be done i mean you guys and alliance loped also on our show uh are growing in terms of the participants uh so do you feel that now roller skiing is becoming more of a recreational form of skiing as well not just an uh, training method for elite skiers I think it's the, the the numbers is growing, of course, and, and you you can find the numbers in, in selling roller skis, for example, and, and uh, so so people are are um, using roller skis more and more. I think we have a group that is only doing roller skis that doesn't do normal skiing anymore. They just do roller skis, and and uh, so I think the the. Um, it's a really nice way to, to uh, if you don't want to do bicycle or everything, or you don't want to do running, it's a nice way to train and, and um, in the summertime. And, and um, with now, with all, all major cities and are investing in bicycle tracks and everything, so, you know, the, the, the possibilities to, to do training on roller skis is getting better and better as well. So, yeah, I think it's, we will have a good future in this uh, with, with the roller skis. And I also think that the... The popularity is growing. It makes also the the uh, importance of the roller skiing growing. Where, where I think, um, yeah, my 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 hope is that you can see roller skiing as the summer version of skiing, and and uh, you don't divide it 
as much as has maybe been in the past. Uh, if you look at the federation level and everything, yeah, I think the the status for for roller skiing is growing, and and I think um, with the development, with good tracks and development in in good skis and everything, it's it's a it's it's a yeah. I think it's it's um it's going to be a growing sport for the future. Keeping all that in mind, and you also mentioned the future that you are really hopeful for the future, but. What plans do you have for the years to come so that this could grow and roller skiing as a sport could also develop? Yeah, for us, we have a we have a long work vision in this, and we um, long term vision. And is of course we want to we want to use the elite ski skiers to market this event. And since we have such a um, easy to use track, you know, it's it's really easy to start doing events, do, doing competition in this way is, is, is flat and it's is great and you, you don't have any dangerous um, passages during the track. So uh, we want to we be the summer version of Oslo, but we have, want to have a growing um, numbers every year and we want to be the, the biggest event in the future. That's what we're hoping for. And, and so we're going to do this for many, many years and, and uh, hoping that more and more people will find us and, and uh, we can we can have a good development and of course we want to be a tv uh, we want to find a solution for for presenting this event in tv as, as well and then um, so that's also one of the goals we have in, in, in the short term as well that we want to as soon as possible be in, in the live tv we have done done live tv for web uh, for web and and uh, but we want to do it for like svt or something in sweden and, and maybe also can if we have the elite we can sell it to to Finland and, and um, other markets as well, Norway. So it's um, that's that's what we're hoping for. We want to be a big event. Indeed, and uh, I was there uh, commentating, you know, on your race uh, two years ago. Uh, you mentioned the, kind of the, the way you want to build this uh, whole event, and when I was there skiing, I was kind of thinking that. Uh, the course or the track and also your city called start that could be like a good summer training location as well of course the course isn't really that hilly but it's a nice 90 kilometer course so would that be something that you could also work on try to lure some people in not just elite skiers but people just to come and enjoy not just your event but called start and hog force and and the beautiful course yeah and, and you know it's a uh... It's really easy for for people going there other weekends or whatever. You you have a, you have buses that you can go from Karlstad and you just drop off with your skis uh, where you want to start the track and then you can go roller skiing back to to Karlstad as well. So you can easily do a, a visit to to Karlstad or other, or other places during the track and and um, do your own training weekend and use the use the track for yourselves. And and of course then we have the Tuska ski tunnel. Also in Värmland, which is uh, many people do uh, compare it with, uh, do a combination with with uh, some days in the ski tunnel maybe, and then you do some roller skiing on the on the on the on the track. So it's uh, yeah, you have many possibilities, and and we have good training possibilities in the region. You have many around Turspe ski tunnel. You have a lot of the the, the um, world 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 team in, in both both cross country, biathlon, and and. and uh, and uh, so, so we have we have really really good possibilities for training in the region. So I think it's a it's a it's a good place to go if you want to do summer training. How far is that uh, ski tunnel, by the way, from Karlstad? Uh, it's ten k. Ten k that close? 
Uh, no, 100k. Sorry, I was. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you, you think you think in terms in of my speed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, not that close, uh, but oh, no. yeah. So yeah. it's it's a one hour drive from Karlstad, but it's uh so it's in our region is is nothing. I'm 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 living in Turks myself, and then I'm working in Karlstad, so I'm driving that road every day. So it's it's was one hundred k. That's that's the correct distance. I'm definitely going to start promoting that over here in Finland too, that people could come over and mm. do, as you said, combination and mm. maybe a little bit before, you know, your race and then could do the race. Yeah. Let's hope that, you know, these traveling restrictions will ease up a bit. Um, but then uh, Visma Ski Classics, you're now p- part of the challengers. You, you mentioned that uh, that came about uh, two years ago in uh, 2019. And of course, it's been a bit of a break since then, but what do you see the importance of something like this, Visma Ski Classics, the big brand, to be under that banner? Well, for us, it's a, it's a, we always want to try to, to work together with the, the right organizations. And, and um, we have, we have uh, working with Vasselopet, so you can be qualifying with for Vosloppet with our race, and you can, you, if you go this roller skate race, you can, you can use your time to qualify up in the starting, starting, what's it called, starting lead. Starting... Yes, it's a seating, 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 seating race. Yeah, yes, seating yes. race. So it's a uh, that's good for us, and of course Visma with all this commercial, and also the we have a good dis- discussion and, and how we can also connect this um, Clarus Loppet to the to the winter season in a good way. So that's what I'm hoping for that we can be like a season opener for. For the Visma Ski Classic during winter time as well, and, and the, it's it's making it easy for media and all the teams to gather up and and uh, see how the summer training has gone and and uh, have a have a check for 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 um, where the teams are and in the preparation and everything. So for us, it's uh, we really like the Visma family and we want to be a part of it and we want to develop even more in that family. So that's um, that's important for us and, and um, we really want to continue this journey that we've started up. It certainly seems to me that you guys are on the right track and you, you have really a great uh, event and I hope that it will grow. But before I let you go, a little bit about you. I know that skiing isn't your only passion. You actually work uh, for another sport, rally, correct? Yes, we, we they organize the, the team, the company behind the Klarslop is is also working with the uh, World Rally Championship Rally Sweden. So we are, that's our big event in the organization, and we are looking at other events as well. But we are, our background is is organizing the Rally Sweden event, and so that's uh, that's how we. But the idea with Klarslop it came up um, in another way, but we we felt that we need to do it. So. So Rally Sweden is, is our biggest event that we are working with every year and, and uh, preparing now. We have unfortunately had to move a bit, little bit more north because of the, the, the climate. We have had some really bad winters here last 2020. It was really bad for us. So we, we had to find a new location. So we are moving up to Umeå now with, with the Rally Sweden. So that's a big development for us. And, and, um, but unfortunately, we had to do it to, to snow safe the, the Rally Sweden. Event. So rally that has to be very different from cross country skiing. Yeah, it is in many ways. It's, it's a, in in organizing. It's a so 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 much much more work with safety. You know, you you 
we close the whole areas down. There is like we have so many marshals, and and so it's it's a really uh, we have been struggling with organizing class level because we we have a, such a high level in everything. So we are if you look, compare us to other events, we have we have around one thousand marshals for these events, which which is really a lot for a roller ski event. And, and but it, even if we have stepped down in in safety thinking it's it's still the way we want to do it we want to have a, a really high safety levels high service level in, in the pit stop and everything so it's um but it's a, it's a total different way of, of thinking but it's in some ways it's of course it's, it's similar as well but it's um it's, a, it's another it's another way of organizing events of course but you would say that that experience putting together a big show like that, the rally thing, can also transfer into a Claude Elsloped uh, because you guys are experienced uh, event organizers. Yeah, of course, we have a lot of good good knowledge people in our organization that we also use for Claude Elsloped. And, and um, because a lot, of, a lot of the knowledge is, is uh, similar also if you know with, with working with a track and working with the preparations for the track and working with um, building support and service for the athletes and everything so it's it's you, you the dna is of course the same and in, when you are moving into developing to a, a spectator show it's of course we, we that's where rally maybe is is a, a really challenge because we are doing it in the middle of the winter we are producing big shows big arenas with a lot, a lot of people meet in the middle of the dark winter, and, and uh, so of course, doing a summer event like this is um, <clears throat> way much easier for us than doing the Rally Sweden event. So these two events, and you also mentioned, mentioned other events that you guys are working on. Is this your full-time job, or do you do something? Yeah, we, else? we have a we have an organization that is working full-time whole year, and, and um, then of course we connect the uh, uh, project organization around. Uh, our events so we are growing with people who is working with the events when, when they are needed so and of course we, we hire up a lot of, lot of marshals from from clubs and and uh, so we are yeah we're working like a project so we have a small group of people who's working full-time the whole year and then we connect project people and, and the marshals around it and as a last thing uh, since your event is quite far uh, well not that far in the future but uh, towards the end of uh, September, we still have time and hopefully travel restrictions will, as I said, ease up a bit and people from other countries could come, like from Finland. Uh, so what would you like to say to those guys so that what's your sort of pitch uh, to people outside of your country? To come I think to... it's, it's really, uh, if, you, if you're looking for the the challenge for for doing like preparations for for Basel up or wherever you we, we have it we, we have the 90k track and we have a, a beautiful surrounding and a nice atmosphere and and you end up in a not really nice city like Karlstad where you can you can use some days off and, and enjoy the city of Karlstad and the surroundings there or if you want to do like the combination with the tourist ski tunnel you have all the possibilities so it's uh, it's definitely worth the the trip and and um yeah, we'll have the old pro teams here, and and um, so I think it's uh, if you're if you're looking for a challenge and you're looking for a, a nice adventure, then you should go here. And of course, you can have a nice cup of coffee provided by Lefsberry in Karlstad. Always. That's a bonus. You can always feel the coffee smell in the air in Karlstad because we're producing coffee in, in the middle of the city, so you always 
feel a nice um, in the mornings you can all normally feel the, the nice coffee smell from produ producing coffee thank you very much glenn i uh, wish you all the best you know for your race and also for your upcoming uh, rally later in the winter so uh, hopefully i'll get to come uh, once again and maybe even do your race that will be really, yeah. really great so. oh great you're invited thank you thank you yeah. very much thank you And now we are going to another country. We're going to my homeland, so to speak, Finland. We don't have that many roller ski races here, but I'm extremely happy to see that Lake Saima Roller Ski Marathon is really taking a huge step towards bringing up roller skiing, Visma Ski Classics, and the great sport of long distance skiing. Uh, I'm going to read this. Uh, I have a guest there, uh, Kari Ahonen, uh, first of all. Good to have you on our show, Kari. Thank you. Thank you. As I said, I'm going to read this, what, what it says here on, um, on your site, and then we're going to talk about Lake Saima and the area. Of course, I know where's, where's that located, but I believe that not that many people out there listening to our podcast really know that much about Lake Saima or Imatra and so forth. But this is what it says on your site. Lake Saima Roller Ski Marathon is a classic roller ski competition held in Rauha, Ukonniemi area. Well, we'll talk about that soon. Between the two spa hotels by the Lake Saima in two towns, Imatra and Lappenranta, South Karelia, Finland. The track also visits the Imatra roller ski track in Ukoniemi Stadium. The racetrack is 15 kilometers long and there will be four laps starting and finishing in the Ukoniemi Stadium. While racing, one can enjoy the beautiful scenery of the largest lake in Finland, Saima. Okay, let's talk about this. I mean, uh, your area, I mean, I know it's one of the most beautiful places in Finland. Lake Saima is the biggest lake that we have. But what would you like to tell about the area? Imatra, your place, Lake Saima? Okay. Uh, first of all, situated in the southeastern part of Finland, uh, in the same level, for instance, with uh, Tampere or, or such bigger cities. Uh, and you said it's uh, biggest lake in Finland, that's true. Uh, there are several towns around it and Lappeenranta and Imatra in the eastern part of the lake near uh, Russian border. The river Vuoksi uh, starts from Saima, it's the biggest river in Finland. When, when we talk about uh, the amount of water in the river, it's not so long. It goes to goes to Baltic Sea uh, through Russia. Uh, in Imatra and in Lappeenranta, there are not so many uh, ski clubs. Uh, let's say about uh, five that function uh, very well, and the, the district ski district. Uh, Consists consists of these uh, clubs, and now the district uh, of South Karelia uh, has started to organize this uh, Visma Ski Classic challenges. Uh, 
because we have maybe the best conditions in roller skiing in, in Finland. We have a new roller ski track here in uh, Imatra and we have good conditions also in our, our streets and roads nearby by the Lake Saima. Maybe that's uh, what I want to point now. That, that, that is a really good, uh, Petra, really good uh, description of the of the area and, and, and the place. And you mentioned the roller ski track. And I know for a fact that that is probably one of the best uh, roller ski tracks in the country. And I know that your race will also utilize parts of the, co uh, the track, correct? Yes, that's correct. And uh, uh, there are there are such uh, hills in in our track that we cannot uh, go uh, uh, every hill because it would be a bit too dangerous to uh, those who ski in uh, fitness series. The speed would be about 60 to 70 kilometers per per hour, and that's that's too much. But uh, most of the track will be within this race. Speaking of the track, uh, as I just read, uh, you guys have four loops of 15K uh, and part, part, partially a part of it uh, using the, the roller ski track. But the other or the remaining part, where does it go? How does it look? Is it flat? Is it hilly? Um, it's rather flat. There are no no big uh, high, height differences in our our area let's say about it could be about uh, 20 meters to height difference in the track outside the roller roller ski track uh, it goes to uh, in in streets and and in in cycle tracks and and uh, in Imatra, we have about uh, four kilometers, five kilometers track, and, and in Lappeenranta side uh, would be nearly ten kilometers. Uh, track will visit the boat, both uh, spa hotels, Imatran, Imatra Spa, and uh, Holiday Club Saima, and it, and uh, goes near the Lake Saima. So when you say that it visits, you mean like it goes by really close that the skiers can actually see these two spas? Yes, yes, of course. And and we have a in in very near nearby the track we have about three three hundred three thousand five hundred beds in in hotels and and cottages and apartments. So we can really do a big mass event if it some, sometimes would be such. And also you have divided this into two days. That's okay, quite we in have, interesting. We have done choice. that, yes. We have done that because of the uh, our, our partners, uh, the hotels, they want, for of course, to have, have guests for several days. 
So basically, you have the women's race first, correct? If I remember yes. correctly, and then the yes. men's race on Sunday. Yes, on Saturday, women and, and uh, uh, Sunday, the men, men's race. But later on, uh, it, it is possible to do them uh, in the same day. And this is a brand new race, correct? Or does it have any kind of history or any any kind of origin that it kind of derived from? No history. Uh, we have done two national championships in roller ski, skiing in, in Imatra earlier, uh, a few years ago, but no such races. Uh, has 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 not has been here earlier, and uh, the roller skiing, as you know, is in Finland. It's uh, uh, just beginning, taking its first steps, and we want to be with to to develop roller skiing in Finland. Speaking of which, that is a good point. There's, that's something that I constantly bring up when I talk to, uh, you know, the organizers and also even on this particular podcast, because we used to have roller skiing. I know in the 80s when I was young, you know, racing and, and, and trying to be a, a great uh, long distance ski or just a skier. <laughs> uh, I did roller ski races, but then suddenly they kind of disappeared and now they're coming back. But what is the reason that Finland hasn't been as active as, for example, Sweden, Norway, in terms of organizing events like yours? No, that's that's a big question. <laughs> I know What's it the is. Reason? <laughs> What's the reason? I, I was uh, uh, last summer. Uh, no, no, it was uh, uh, two years ago. Uh, there was a meeting in in Wogatti, uh, with uh, which or to uh, develop roller skiing in Finland. There were uh, the National Association and, and several club, uh, ski clubs and districts. And we discussed about the uh, roller skiing cup in Finland consisting about, uh, for instance, about uh, five or, or four Four races in summertime, but uh, that never happened. Maybe the corona disease is one reason, but but anyway, we are still waiting for such cup. And in Imatra, we we said that we are ready ready to do at least one cup in the summer, maybe more. Uh, Yeah, I know. Uh, it is. I, I can't. I can't uh, say a good reason why it is so. Uh, why there is no, not, not, not roller skiing in Finland. There are only a few races. The other race just was, and and then there's a national championship one week after our race. Uh, it's in Vuokatti. And maybe some other smaller, but but very few. 
But the key thing is really races, and we don't really have events, meaning that regular folks, recreational skiers can also join. Mm. And the good thing is that I see that it is changing. I see way more people out there training, and now I'm talking about uh, just uh, kind of hobby skiers. Uh, they're out there training on roller skis uh, much more than they used to uh, in the past, because as we know, it roller skiing kind of tended to be a training method for elite or uh, athletes or, or active skiers, but it's definitely changing. And your race is a really a great step uh, towards that. Going a little bit back to the the track and and and, and that uh, the 15 kilometer loop you mentioned, it goes on the roads and stuff. And of course, uh, we have lots of uh, those regular skiers, so to speak, listening to this, thinking, would it be safe? I mean, in terms of the traffic and all that, how would you make sure that the the course or the track stays uh, safe? Well, we have done this uh, plan for uh, traffic and uh, uh, there will be totally... 50 persons to uh, lead the traffic and and furthermore about 20 to watch that uh, nobody comes to the track when, when the race is going on uh, we have uh, in, in in Finland as you know we have uh, a very good system to get uh, applications uh, permissions to these kind of happenings. We have to talk about uh, to talk with uh, with uh, police. We ha have to talk about uh, with uh, the municipality of towns and and so on. Everyone looks our our plans and and. Uh, then when they are accepted, we can do the race. And I know that uh, the elite skiers will be given, will be handed out uh, roller skis. You guys are using Marve uh, zero wheels, which are really fast. Uh, but then what about the uh, amateur skiers? They bring their well, own? They, yes, they ski with their own classic skis and hopefully not so fast but we we we, we don't uh, have no rules for for the uh, for the material of wheels they can have any kind of wheels in their classic roller skis there of course there can be very very fast ones and as I mentioned, the Marvel skis are uh, really uh, fast as well. How are you organizing the elite start uh, versus uh, recreational skiers? They start together or is there a gap? Uh, the elite starts together, uh, together uh, from a broad street. It's about seven meters broad and, and uh, they will be set in the start. Uh, in the ranking order. And then after that, there's a gap and then recreational skiers. Uh, yes, yes, sorry. Uh, there, there is, uh, depending on the uh, the amount of uh, recreational uh, competitors, uh, we will put five 
or, or 10 minutes. Okay. And what kind of a turnout are you expecting or hoping to see, meaning how many participants are you expecting to have for this first race? Well, we don't have a, a very, very big uh, hopes for, for it because this is the first time. And, and as we uh, talked, roller skiing in Finland is not so very popular, although uh, way of uh, training. Uh, I think uh, the minimum level would be about uh, 100 competitors per day. So we have got a good start, I would say. That is pretty modest, more modest but you know, uh, you're right. Mm, I mean, you I have know. to start, you have to start, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of with the modest expectations. Um, any big names, because this is a Bismarck Ski Classics Challenger event as well. So any big names uh, that have shown interest or, or said that they will come, for example, Arilusua or... Uh, I, I have heard that Lusua have has laid mark this, uh, but uh, has not done the entry entry yet. Uh, it in, it is inter interesting to see if if uh, the national team would would come to do this. As I said, uh, national championship is one week after. Uh, is it good or is it bad? Maybe it's both. But I think some uh, from a national team, cross country uh, skiing team, would come too. Uh, now there are two, my sons anyway, uh, Ville and Olli Ahonen, who, who are uh, skiing skiing in national top in, in Finland, not in, in, in national team, but, but uh, very near it. The best, Ville's best uh, ranking uh, last winter was fifth in national championships. Uh, so we, we hope, I hope that we can get good competitors to my sons. Indeed. Uh, Visma Ski Classics, this this is your first year for you to, to even organize it. And then right from the get-go, you guys are part of our Visma Ski Classics. How much is, this is something I've been asking everyone, uh, but particularly in Finland, how much has the Visma brand or the Visma Ski Classics brand brought attention to, uh, do you really see the difference that you guys are part of? This big family? Yes, of course. Uh, uh, it it gives us uh, good good reliability to do the happening. We have uh, got very much help from Teresa Packer, uh, uh, from Visma Ski Classics, and and of course it's a brand, and and we want to be part of it. I don't think this kind of 
happening uh, could be done without it. Indeed, great words there. Uh, Kari, what else do you do besides organize roller ski events? Uh, I'm, I'm managing uh, our ski clubs, uh, uh, top athletics, and uh, and uh, I'm coaching. I have five skiers to coach. Uh, I'm uh, getting money to our club and, and so on. Uh, I have been in this business in uh, nearly 20 years now. I had uh, four own skiers, but now two of them uh, has has finished and, and two is still uh, with this business. Now uh, training in, in Lapland in this moment. So those uh, duties keep you uh, really busy, I assume. You're constantly working on something. Yes, this, uh, we have uh, this happening now in, in September. Then we have a national uh, competition in uh, our first snow uh, track in, in, in the end of October. At the same, same time, our club will have a national biathlon race. Then we have a fish race uh, in uh, first and second of January next year. And week after that, we have a three days long Finnish championship. So uh, I'm doing all these races in, in, in the same time now. Lots of activities there. <laughs> yes. Good indeed. I mean, it's it's great to hear that things are going so well. And as I said earlier, I mean, this this region, the, your area, Imatra, it's beautiful. I definitely recommend this. And I'm not sure if he uh, already mentioned the the dates, but you we talk about uh, been talking about September, uh, but exact dates are 11th. Saturday 11th of September, which is uh, for, for the women, and then the following yes. day, 12th of uh, this, uh, September uh, for the men. And yes. uh, since you kind of have a two-day event, it's kind of been toying with an idea that I definitely want to do the race, but I was kind of thinking, what if, as you know, I did the, you know, the across Finland uh, thing on roller skis, and I'm also promoting roller skiing. I think it's a great way of, of, of course, training for, for skiing, but also as a summer kind of a hobby for a lot of people and, and uh, even sometimes a little bit of a sport uh, on its own. So um, I've been kind of toying with an idea uh, to do maybe 24 hours uh, in roller skiing. Uh, of course, I will try to break the record on snow, but that'll be later. Uh, that'll be in February uh, at the Olympic Stadium in Stockholm. Okay. But maybe there could be something we could do. Maybe I'll either do your race or maybe since you have a two-day event, uh, I can do the 24 there, you know, using your great 15-kilometer uh, loop. That could be kind of a uh, nice thing to yeah, do, that, a promotion. That would be nice, yes. Yeah. So let's talk okay. about that, uh, Kari. But thank you very much. It's good to have you. And once again, I'm so happy to have a great race a roller ski race in my home country finland as well yes, and uh, i really hope that uh, we can see uh, 
skiers from Sweden, Norway, and, and uh, other countries, also in Imatra, there, there has not been many during uh, last years. I think they really will come. Uh, me too. I think they will come. This year might be difficult, as we know, we still have restrictions and it depends on it, kind of the traveling mm -hmm. permits and so forth. But since you guys are starting out, developing, evolving, growing up, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that we'll get more, more or you guys will get more skiers from other countries as well. So good luck with that. And once again, thank yes. you very much uh, for joining us uh, on this pod podcast. Yes, thank you. And now we are moving to a completely different country as we are leaving Scandinavia behind. We're going to Austria. Our challenger race in Austria called Ring Frei, uh, close to Salzburg. Really an interesting concept here. And I have Anna Schwere or Schwerer. Is that how you pronounce your name, Anna? Yes. Good. Close enough. Uh, but Anna, please tell me about this Ring Frei because I know it's more than just roller skiing, many other sports taking place uh, on one day. Yes, um, there are different types of sports on this day, like roller skiing, inline skating, kick biker, uh, running race. And yes, you only, as we are not only do, do it in competition, it's, on, it's also possible to try it out of competition. There will be different types of sports you can try, like summer biathlon or inline hockey and so on. So it's a lot of program this day. It uh, sounds to me that like it's a day of festivals, a festival day. Yes, maybe we can say festival. <laughs> Where did this idea come from? And I know that you guys are using a, f a former or maybe even existing uh, F1 track, correct? Yes, it's called the Salzburg Ring. It's 4.2 uh, kilometers long and there all we will hold, all competitions. But where did this idea come from that you have a day like this? Mm, the race is existing, I don't know, some years longer. But last year, my boss did want to make it a little bit different or make it a little bit new. So our boss and I and some of his friends wanted to make it different. And now it's, it is how it is. <laughs> hmm. uh, let's talk about the roller skiing side of things. Uh, you mentioned there are other sports as well, but the, the Challenger event, you're part of the Visma Ski Classics family now. Tell me more about that particular race. Yeah. Yes, this race is held like a roller ski marathon, I could say. So there you have run to run 10 kilometers. Uh, 40 kilometers on a lap of 3.2 kilometers. You have to run 10 rounds. And yes. And it's actually free technique, correct? Yes, free technique. So you can run like you want, classic or skating. All right. Uh, are you expecting a lot of big skiers there? I mean, it's a little bit different. Uh, 
from the other races that tend to be, at least the Scandinavian ones, tend to be classic, which is double polling, of course. Uh, but now you have a free technique, skating race. So you, I assume you'll get a lot of Central European participants. Yes, we hope. Like last year there was, I don't know if you, if you know Phil Pellingham. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. He was competing last year and very good of Austrian cross-country skier. But last year it was, it was a little bit difficult out of COVID. This year is also a little bit difficult out of COVID, but this year we are, or I think we can do it a little bit better. But last year is what it was also very good. So since you are doing all these events, uh, roller skiing included, on the F1 Formula One track, I yes. assume it's a, it's a very good pavement, a surface. I mean, could you please describe the track a little bit? I've never skied on a roller ski. I mean, uh, I've skied roller, done, done roller skiing so much, <laughs> but never on an F1 track. Yes, it's, it's really cool because it's not so small. There can run, I can think, five athletes beside. So it's not too small and the area is very big. So it's, yes, I go to COVID again. It's possible that there can compete very much people and it's not, they're not on a small area. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, of course. I mean, there are many restrictions still you yes, know, yes. upon us uh, in terms of uh, the, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You guys are very close to uh, Salzburg, of course, which is a great destination mm -hmm. uh, vacation uh, spot. Uh, been there. Uh, can you, in order to lure or attract some international guests, what would you say for them? Of course, it could be difficult to travel, you know, because it's not that far away, your event. But assuming that they can and for the uh, years to come, why should they come to your place from other people from other countries? Because it's the chance to run on a Formula One track. It's the first thing that I think it's not normal that you have the possibility to run on such such a special place, I would say. And we hope that many competitors from very much countries can join us and there's a little roller ski festival. And uh, what is this Nordic Academy I keep seeing? I mean, your email is Anna nordicacademy.at. And also when I look at the page, it says Nordic Academy. What is this company? Mm, it's called Nordic Academy because we are in Hochfilzen. Hochfilzen is, I think, one of the most popular cross-country places or biathlon places in Austria. And I think that, uh, that Hochfilzen know very much people also out in the world. And we rent cross-country skis, make trainings. And yes, it's a big range of things that we can do. But the most thing that we want to uh, bring to the people is that cross-country skiing is one of the most beautiful sports. Indeed it is. But uh, what do you do for the company, Anna? Yes, I think I do everything. <laughs> I'm planning events, I sell things, I make trainings. Yes, everything. <laughs> Are you a cr cross-country skier yourself? I was biathlete since last year, then I ended my career. And 
for me, it was not possible to go away from sports. I love sports. I'm doing sports since I'm six years old. And so I'm really, really happy that I can work in a company like this. So uh, speaking of your career, I mean, how well did you do in biathlon? Mm, how should I say? When I was young, I was good. Then I get older and older and it's get not, it gets not better. So I was good when I was young and then it was over. <laughs> But, but I bet that you have pl plenty of good memories from racing and biathlon and um, from the circuit around it. Yes, uh, the best thing I knew I was winning the Youth European Olympic Games 2015 and I am the only woman in Austria that I, other which can won this race and so yes, I'm happy about this day. <laughs> But yes, it's six years over, so a long time. <laughs> but have you considered uh, Visma Ski Classics races or just do them for fun? Of course, being a bi uh, bi athlon athlete, you used to skating. But what about doing some of the Pro Tour events? And we have a team from your country as well. Uh, I must say that the last year, as a, after the year, I ended my career, I was not so doing sports because when you were athlete, I think every athlete has this time that he won't do anything and only wants to chill. <laughs> and yes, this was the last year, so it, there was no possibility that I can run <laughs> some races. Uh, but now you are also part of uh, uh, Visma Ski Classics and uh, particularly, you know, the the Challenger series. Yes. What do What do you think that this? Uh, how much is helping you guys to to get more awareness and exposure? Mm, yes, I think the internet is the most important thing that you can get popular with a race because the internet connects the whole world, and so it's possible that you can get so much competitors and what is your long-term plan with this event because i know that you have a more than just stroller skiing but mm. with the, the whole ring fry concept yes of course so the fismo ski classics is here for competitors and there it's important that all competitors can make a good race and everything works and for the fun races or fun, uh, fun the recreational, yes. Yeah, recreational races, yes. Yes, it's important that the people find fun in the sports because in times like this, it's very important that you're not only sitting at home and look TV or play PlayStation or computer games. It's very important that you go outside into the fresh air and have fun in doing sports because it's so important for the health. Anything else you want to say about uh, Ring Fry? Because, of course, this is a concept or this is a event that's probably not that known in, in Scandinavian countries, at least. Mm, yes, I think it's only the, uh, the second time that we plan it. And I think all good races and all good competitions 
they need time to get popular and get more and more competitors. Your race will take place at the end of August, Sunday 29th. And uh, we talked about the kind of the restrictions. Let's hope that it'll, it'll be open to um, all the people. And um, what's going on before that? I mean, how are you now yourself uh, in particular preparing for this? Is this anything you can do right now or is most of the work pretty much done for you guys? Mm, no, I think I could say we are in the middle of preparations because there are so many work to do. <laughs> I think it sounds there's not so much work to do, but when you have to do it, it's really, it's really much work. So since it's so much work and it seems to me that you're wearing so many hats, as you mentioned earlier, what's the, the greatest thing about, what's the, the most fun part of your job? Mm, I think when you do, there are always good and bad things you have to do. So I can, I can say what's the most fun and What's the things I don't like? And as a last thing, uh, I can hear there's a lot of action happening in, in the background. Uh, how would you, I mean, this is the second year. Where would you like to see you guys or this event? How far can you guys go? And is the sky your limit? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's most important to us that all competitors and recipients are happy and know that they can make a nice day or a good competition. I think this is the most important. I think it's, yeah, you can't say how, where we want to go or so on. Well, good. Thank you. Thank you very much. I know you guys busy there. Uh, I can hear that you are in the middle of of your daily routine, working hard uh, for the race or the event. Thank you very much, Anna, for, for joining us and uh, good luck with your event. Thank you very much and thanks for the time you take for us. Now we are going to a race that's probably the biggest uh, roller ski race in the world. Of course, this is in Sweden and it started uh, 2007. So this event or race has a long history and it has become one of the most renowned races, uh, events uh, in the world, at least uh, in a cross country skiing world, uh, summer event. It's more than just roller skiing. It's a day or a couple of days of a lot of action. So we're talking about Allianz Loppet, of course, and I have Baptiste Noel on the line. I know, Baptiste, you're somewhere in France at the moment, correct? You're not in Sweden getting ready for this. Well, you're getting ready, but right now you, you're taking a couple of days off. Yes, it's true. Hello, Temo. Uh, thank you for inviting me. And um, yes, it's right. I'm, uh, I'm actually back in France to visit my family. It's been a long, long year uh, with COVID where I, I haven't been able to, to travel and see my friends and family so i do that now load up and get ready for um, the end of the summer to organize a very nice uh Trollatan action week and alliance lopet yes indeed i mean it is an action week uh roller skiing is just the one part of it uh, can you shed a little bit of light on that what does it mean with action week other sports of course 
Yes, exactly. Um, actually, as you said, Allianz Lopez started in 2007 with the roller ski races and uh, year by year it's been a lot of addition with different sports. Uh, 2019 was, um, was a year where we have been doing uh, uh, 18 different sports uh, and competition and we had like a kayak, a cycling, uh, running, uh, boxing, for example, so many, many f different sports. And the concept was uh, Sweden versus Norway. So we had the best um, Swedish, best Norwegian for national team. It could have been a junior, uh, junior national team or elite national team. Um, so that was our concept. And they were like gathering points. And it was a final victory with, um, with a top ranking. Um, uh, actually, Sweden won two times in the past. But uh, as you say, the roller ski has, is our um, DNA, is what we have been doing for, for the very beginning, and we continue to develop, and it's uh, still our um, uh, locomotive, so to say. So it's our biggest um, part in the event. Before we move on, I have to ask you, uh, what does a, a, a Frenchman do uh, in Sweden organizing a race like this? Uh, that's a long story, but... Um, I, I've been competing a lot in um, in cross country skiing when when I was younger, and I've been also competing a lot in in roller ski competing up level there. Uh, and I've been invited actually by Magnus Larsson, that is um, with um, uh, owner uh, starter of uh, Alliance Lopet. And um, at the same time, I was uh, studying in London in sport management, and I had a very very high interest in. Uh, in the skiing and in sport in general. And uh, I really wanted to to live one day in uh, Scandinavia and uh, develop uh, the sport I uh, I love. So uh, I found an internship with Alliance Lopet five years ago. And uh, it was a three months internship that became five years of, uh, of work with them. Yes, actually. So how do you like Sweden? I like Sweden uh, as a French, um, Cross-country skiing is um, is quite a um, small sport um, in the general media. It's quite, uh, it's quite big in the mountain where I grew up uh, in Levos, close to Germany and Switzerland. But, um, but it's not at the level that it is. Yeah. And uh, that's what I, I really like also, like um, this culture for skiing and, um, and also like how people are and the world's uh, Swedish society is... Um, it's very, very nice to live there. And um, I was very happy actually to be there uh, to spend those um, difficult years uh, with uh, COVID. Uh, we had the chance to have uh, almost a normal life. It was, uh, it was nice when I saw um, my uh, fellow uh, friends in, uh, in France and uh, other countries have been, have been living. Um, I think we were pretty lucky uh, to be in Sweden, yeah. Indeed, and in, in the whole Scandinavia, uh, things are very different here. Speaking of your race, you have, or event, you have six mm -hmm. different distances to choose from, 16, 32, and 48. 48 is, of course, the main uh, main race, using a 16-kilometer lap, correct? But can you tell me more about the actual Allianz Lopet roller ski race? Yes, um, so Allianz Lopet is, uh, yeah, as you said, 16 kilometers uh, uh, lap. That is quite... Uh, quite flat or quite easy we have a big uphill from uh, three four hundred meters uh, at the beginning of the of the race and then it's uh, 
is not really challenging. Uh, so that's why it's, uh, I think it's very popular for, uh, for people that decide to do their first uh, roller, ski, uh, roller ski race. Um, and, uh, and it's an extremely fast uh, race also. Uh, if you're an elite, you, if you want to win the race, you have to uh, perform at uh, around 27 kilometers an hour in average. So, um, yeah, extremely uh, high pace and uh, really uh, nice also for public since, since people are passing three times in the, in the fall of Rodet in a fall um, arena uh, where we have like the water waterfall and, uh, and a big bridge in uh, Trollatan, which is very beautiful. So really, really nice uh, track, yeah. 27K an hour, that's really a fast pace. What kind of wheels are, are the elite skiers using? So uh, we usually have uh, wheel number two because um, of uh, the seedling for Vasalopet. Uh, that was the requirement that we had. Um, it will be the same this year for the. Um, this year will a bit will be a bit different because of uh, the COVID situation. Still, we uh, and we have an elite uh, start. Uh, we can't come back to it a bit. The, amateurs will get uh, wheel number two, and we will get elite wheel wheel wheels number. Yes. And you are actually handing out the, uh, the skis to the elite, but oh. the regular folks need to bring their own. Exactly. Yes, yes exactly. So when, if you want to race in the elite uh, row, then you need to you receive uh, some roller skis at the start. Yeah. Good. Mm. Uh, this takes place in Trollhättan uh, in Sweden. Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit more, little bit more about the, the place. Uh, it's probably a familiar location for Swedes, but not for many other people outside of Sweden. Yes, but uh, Trollhättan is um, a city of uh, around 60,000 inhabitants uh, in, the, in the north of Gothenburg, around 45 minutes um, driving from Gothenburg, uh, two hours and a half south of uh, Oslo. Uh, very close from the coast and uh, from uh, Vänern, a big lake, uh, I think second uh, largest in Europe. So it's very nice location with um, forest and like nature. And uh, we have um, a town, a municipality that is really also uh, working out to put people in sport and uh, get access to sport. So it's a very, very positive town. And um, also Trollatan was also where uh, Saab was born and uh, disappeared also. So it's a city with a lot of engineers and a city, a lot of... Um, uh, with a big culture of cars uh, there. So um, it's also where uh, Vattenfall, uh, I think he will talk more to the Swedish, but he was one of the head sponsors for the, sponsor for the national uh, Swedish team, uh, is born uh, in Trollhättan. We have like big uh, waterfalls and, uh, and turbines uh, to produce electricity for the whole uh, west uh, coast. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really nice city with canals and, um, big boats passing by and uh, really nice. Well, big brands there, uh, but of course, Allianz Loped has become a big brand it, itself as well. You are seeding a race mm -hmm. of Asa Loped. You just mentioned that now Visma Ski Classics challenger partner yes. uh, uh, too. Um, going back to the history, we mentioned earlier to, uh, 2007 was the first year. Mm -hmm. Why has this become so big? It has to be more than just a, you know easy course. No, yeah, for sure. It's um, 
actually, like when they started, when Magnus and Magnus started uh, Alliance Lopet, uh, it was most of the start line was like in lines and uh, roller, roller blades. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of um, bandy spell uh, players and uh, hockey players that were uh, that were there, and it was I think twenty seven roller ski uh, people that was at the start. And um, the race become bigger and bigger, I think, because it was in the wave also where uh, roller ski gets more and more popular in uh, in Sweden and especially on the around Gothenburg Arena, I think, in, in the whole south of Sweden, uh, with like maybe some winter that we that was a bit more challenging, and people have been starting to roller ski more and more to prepare for a big event like Vasalopet. So I think it's been like different factors and also the fact that um, uh, we, we've we been uh, from 2010 also the first and unique uh, seeding slope uh, for Vazalopet. Actually, we were like, it's it's Alliance Lopet that has been starting that up with Vazalopet with some discussion and showing them also that um, roller ski was equal at skiing and uh, that was also an important part of uh, of skiing and it was not that different at the end. So I think this is that's what I've been bringing people together, and um, I wanted to to race. And then we have also um, all the work that has been done to bring the best athletes, the best teams, and to to develop that. And and uh, I think people have been looking up for for that race, and and uh, that's how we can explain uh, the success of it. I think. And also, I think in Sweden, particularly southern Sweden, uh, there's not that much or maybe no snow at all uh, in the uh, you know the, uh, the winters, which means a lot of people do roller skiing and they prepare themselves for Vasalopet by roller skiing. So maybe that could be part of the reason that your race and roller skiing in general is now uh, really growing as we as we uh, have learned, you know, on our podcast, uh, so many yeah. good uh, events. Uh, how do you kind of see this, uh, the, the future of roller skiing? You mentioned that it's not that different uh, from uh, uh, from uh, skiing on snow. But then again, a lot of people say that it's a, almost mm. a sports sport on its own. But what's your take yes. on the, the subject? No, but it's true. And I, I'm from my from my experience, I, I've been competing a lot in uh, on the FIS uh, World Cup in roller ski. And we had the fast wheels and, uh, and people were con- considering it as a, different sport we had the chance sometime to get uh, some of the best world cup skiers uh, also in uh, in winter coming and racing and and it was not always big difference um, and i know like for example like peter nortug has, has competed a lot in roller ski and a lot with fast wheels and uh, and i think he's been too much focus about like what wheels we should use and uh, that is a different sport and uh, and also, i think it's also in the culture of cross-country skiing is um is a very seasonal sport. So uh, winter is competition and the rest of the time is uh, uh, preparation, 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 and uh, a lot of teams. And it's changing slowly, slowly, uh, but it's still a bit in the mentality like this. But we are like trying to, to make that change and to make understand also to um, to national team, but also to fees that uh, cross-country skiing is uh, just one, and uh, roller ski is is part of it as it is, as it is, and it should be exactly the same sport. And um, if we look at for the for the public, I think the public doesn't uh, mind to see athletes competing on snow or competing on roller ski. 
for them they want to see big profile big names uh having a fight and i think in summer is even better i think uh winter is so as it is it's so cold sometimes uh people are outside and uh you don't have this fun and you don't have you know you're not really at the contact of the athlete also uh, in summer this this is a bit more allowed um people can take a bit more time stay outside um for the public is a bit easier also to be out and uh, to uh, to have some nice competition a bit longer competition also so i i think in the future as i see it in the next 10 15 years um the trend will show that i think rollerski will be part of a normal um will be probably part of the world cup or i think we will see that coming um yeah. Interesting points, mm. indeed. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of the summer, you know, compared to yeah. <clears throat> the winter. And you also touch upon the issue of, of uh, the wheels. Uh, mm. It tend to be that either as you guys, number two or really fast wheels, mm. except some races. Why shouldn't we just go for, a you know, um, harder wheels, meaning uh, slower, slower wheels? Yeah, why not? I think um, this is more on, on long, on when you do a, like a elite race, as we will organize also uh, this year, like a sprint for just elite and uh, 15 kilometers, then we can put really slower wheels and something that's getting a lot closer from a, from a snow feeling, uh, so to say. But uh, when we come to um, a race with amateurs, um, it's also the industry that's leading and uh, when the industry produce uh, roller skis with wheel number two, when most of the people have wheel number two, um, then it's the most, it's the easiest way to do it, uh, to everyone to have number two. Uh, and now we have like the seeding for Vazalopet that is also, we need to have something that is, uh, the elite athletes are racing more or less with the same uh, wheels speed than the amateurs. So that's uh, that's a little limitation that we are right now. But maybe in the future it won't be any problem, uh, and maybe people will have several pairs of roller skis uh, uh, that they will own, and a pair of number two to train a bit faster, and a pair of number four or number three to um, to race with. So um, this is we see already that I think called the elite amateurs that are like. Uh, three, four pairs of roller skis. And I don't think it was the case uh, even like 10 years ago. Um, so I think it's getting more and more, a, a lot closer from like the winter when people own uh, skis for different condition and uh, several pairs of skis, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the case. I, mm. I for example, have uh, plenty of different type of type of roller mm. skis. And also kind of continuing this issue is that uh, the safety issue, because yeah. uh, I know I know for a fact that one one uh, thing a fact uh, uh, prohibiting or uh, hindering roller skiing become a route is probably the you know the roads and the traffic and the yeah. kind of the, the danger aspect of it uh, and if we tackle that and kind of find a way to make these really feel and not just feel but be safe mm -hmm. I think we'll mm -hmm. get uh, uh, much more uh, or many more people attending Yes, but I, uh, we can see that in Trollatan, we have been working a lot the past years also to put everyone on roller skis. We had people who were um, 
um, with like 140 kilos and not sporty at all. We were like, okay, you can do it and show them also. And they have been doing the 16 kilometers uh, track several times now uh, on Alliance Lopet. And like some people were maybe 50, 60 plus that uh, in age that have uh, not a big background in sport and like teaching them uh, how to roller ski. And that shows a way also for other people and uh, cut down this fear. Because I understand when you live in the Alps or in like some some place where it's very um, uh, mountainy and it's very uh, up and down, then the roller ski is quite, uh, then it can be seen as uh, dangerous. But when you have the chance to live in some place like I live in Trollatan or uh, some place in France also, it's the same, quite flat and with some nice cycling road, then it's, um, it's almost not... It's, it's, it's still you are on the road compared in winter when you're on snow, but you are getting down quite a lot of risk. And what is important also is for people to learn how to roller ski at the beginning, take some some um, some class with their clubs or with some uh, private instructor, but it's to know also how to, to brake, to turn, to avoid the danger. And that's the basic of it. It's a bit the same when you learn skiing in uh, Alpine. It's a very dangerous sport if you take it like this. But uh, as soon as you have those um, those ground rules with you and you know how to break, turn, uh, then then you are uh, you are like almost safe, so to say. That's true. I skied uh, through across Finland uh, on roads. Yeah. And, and highways and it was relatively safe so you write about that at least in mm. scandinavia we have, we have plenty of good places uh to uh, to roller ski uh then uh, finally uh, you mentioned Vasa Lopez and how you guys started the development or the cooperation uh, and also you know part of abisma ski classics and mm. the, the challenger <clears throat> what has that though how has that actually helped you guys uh, and how do you see the future of this brand that's all already uh 14 years old no, well, uh, this Ski Classic, uh, I, I remember when I started at the very first year, I, I found it amazing. Uh, I was very, very interested also in long distance, and especially, especially in uh, in a classic style. And uh, no, I, I've been following it since uh, at my young age, when I was still competing. I've been competing some of the stages, and uh, I think it's, uh, it's great. And uh, the addition uh, that has been made with uh, Challenger is... Uh, it's, it's really great to gather this community of um, of uh, people that are like making our sport uh, because you can uh, think that the World Cup is um, is a is a sport is a um, like the FIS World Cup is a sport but actually people who are making the sport who are like in the industry making buying skis being there uh, competing skiing every day it's a uh, it's all our amateurs and people that are like uh, not pro so uh, that's really cool i think to see that and to see so many events and i think we are like also to see that is so many roller ski event that is um, uh, starting up uh, in sweden and in some other country uh, it's so interesting and uh, i i hope uh, everyone will succeed and become bigger because uh, it's making our sport uh, bigger every day and um, this is very very important we we need to be all together, and that's why we are so happy to be part of uh, the Challenger. Um, who knows? Maybe one day we'll have the Bismarck Ski Classics uh, Summer 
tour or roller ski uh, tour pro tour but uh, that remains to be seen and your event is next month uh, 20 uh, on the 28th of august yes uh, a great day there uh, thank you very much Paptis. i know that you're on vacation you're sitting in a car you need to need to go and enjoy your days off before the the really the big hoopla begins before the uh, before the race thank you very much for being part thank of you, this thank you bye this is it folks I'd also like to mention that the next challenger event in our schedule is the latest edition called Weimarathon in Rödviken, Sweden, on the last day of July. Now, I'd like to thank all of my guests today for being part of this, and you people out there for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for more exciting podcasts to come, and keep exercising so that you will be ready for these challengers and our Pro Tour events next winter. Take care, and bye-bye. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.